0: My name is Greg Vicaro. I'm one of the pastors here, and we are continuing in our series on looking past the Christmas lights, All right? So Josh brought a message last week about Jesus coming in humility. So I want to start by asking you this question, where were you born? Yeah, where, where were you born, right? I was born in a hospital, it was Huntington Hospital, my wife makes fun of me because I articulate each syllable, Huntington, it's on Long Island, New York. Um, and that 's just the way we say it i, I don 't know why, but um, but you know what Jesus was born in Bethlehem, not Huntington. How about that, huh? Um, not a hospital, not a not a home, not even a room. He was born in a stable with like animals around and manure and smells and and just like really jesus that 's really a humble beginning you know to to come. In, in, in that way. And Philippians tells us this, that we should have the same attitude of Christ Jesus who, was, who humbled himself in, in what? In obedience to the Father. And we're called to do the same thing, to humble ourselves in obedience to the Father just as Jesus did. So, so that's where we were last week. This, this morning I'd like to talk about uh, looking past the Christmas lights and, and talk about this idea that Jesus came with interruption, now, how many of you love watching a great TV show? Anybody like watching TV? And, and maybe you like watching that intense TV show, but, but isn't it always right at the time when it gets most intense and you're like, you know, you got the, the pillow over your eyes because you can't stand it anymore. Then a commercial happens and you're like, what? Why did they, like, it was so good and then the commercial happens and that's when I jump up and go, ice cream break. That's what I'm talking about, right? Don't you love ice cream breaks in the middle of watching TV? Um, you know, or, or sometimes, uh, maybe worse than a commercial happening is when the show ends, and like it ends on that cliffhanger, and there's no preview for next week, and you're like, wow, what, what's going to happen? And you've got to wait a whole week, and then they tell you, you know, it's going to air again on January 20th, and you're like, are you kidding me? I've got to wait another month now? Or maybe there's those interruptions, like when you're in church on Sunday, right? And, and it's all quiet, and, and you're expecting... What? Oh my gosh, Steve Hammis, seriously, you're calling me right now? All right. If you haven't put your phone on silent, now's the time. Put your phone on silent, all right? Steve, I'm not answering you. Um, but yeah, sometimes when we're here on a Sunday morning, right, we get interrupted by, by different things. So when we're talking about Jesus came with interruption, we're not talking about any of those things, all right? I just want just to wanna put it out there. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about Jesus coming with interruption in a life-changing way. And, and we see that when he came, well, we see, we see first in the Garden of Eden what interrupted the peace and tranquility that was there. It was sin that interrupted all of that and, and messed it all up. And then Jesus came as, as God coming down to be a human being and he interrupted sin and lived the sinless life and, and made a way that we would not have to, to, to live under the curse any longer. So we're going to look this morning about the story of Jesus coming and how he came with interruption in, into, a, into a young woman's life. And we're going to start by reading together Luke 1, through 38. So I know it's a number of verses, but bear with me as we read it and we can read it together. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, "'Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you.'" Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. "'Don't be afraid, Mary,' the angel told her, "'for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High.'" The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything he has said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Can we bow our heads to pray? Father God, we, we thank you for the, the, just the miraculous story of Jesus coming and being born and, and how he came with, with interruption. And Lord, as, as we look at these verses today, Father, I pray that you speak something to each one of our hearts. Lord, not just about that story, but how we take that story and apply it to our lives today. Holy Spirit. You're, you're the one that, that speaks to us. You're the one that, that Jesus said, if I go to the Father, I will not leave you alone, but I will give you the Holy Spirit. And so we reach out to you this morning, Holy Spirit, and I ask that you personalize this message. Lord, only you know, Holy Spirit, what's going on in each of our lives. And, and, I, and I thank you that as we look into, your, into the Word of God, you can take these words and make them alive for each one of us. So I ask you do that in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so have you ever been interrupted? And, and I'm not talking about the TV show kind of interruption. I'm talking about in a really meaningful, perhaps a life-changing way. So if, if you were to think of a time in your life when you were interrupted, what's, what's one of those times that comes, comes to mind? Every shower? Every shower? Oh, every every baby shower, <laughs> okay, good. I'm like, when I take a shower in the morning, I do not think of that as an interruption, that is a welcome sight. But, you know, a lot of us, maybe we think first, I'm, I'm glad Bethany talked about a positive thing, right, a baby shower. Um, but some of us, it's an, it, it could be an unexpected diagnosis, or someone dies tragically, right? That's when life interrupts in this unexpected way, and we're like, we're devastated, right? Right. Um, but, but maybe there's those other times where it is a positive interruption, and, and uh, I think about a surprise visitors or a phone call. Have you ever watched the news and, and you see those, those great moments where like a, uh, someone who's on deployment comes home early and they surprise their kids, and, and it's like just this awesome surprise. Like that's a, a memorable life interruption. Um, or, or maybe, you know, you met the love of your life and you met them in such an unexpected way. Anybody here that it was unexpected? Or does that just happen on Hallmark movies? I don't know, right? Um, anybody watch Hallmark movies, by the way? A couple of hands, a couple of people are willing to admit. So personally, I love any movie that ends happy. And, and I'm kind of a recent discoverer of Hallmark movies. Meg's been watching them for years, and I've been like, no, they're cheesy, that's a chick flick. But like I watch one, I'm like, I love Hallmark movies. They, they leave you happy, this is amazing. But, but truth be told, like, there's Hallmark movies, and then there's Lifetime Christmas movies. And I don't know if you've watched a Lifetime Christmas, but we watched one the other day. It was, it was pretty cheesy. I'm going to let you know. So, like, this woman has is, is got this podcast of true love, right? But she's never experienced true love. So she's going to visit her sister, and the car breaks down, and guess who comes and changes the tire? Mr. Christmas. I'm like, are you serious? How can you? Oh, just don't get me started about Lifetime. But, but Hallmark movies, I'm with you. Um, so... If there's anything I want you to take from a message about interruption, and it's not Hallmark movies, and, and it's not TV shows, it's this, it's Jesus comes with interruption. And you might say, well, Greg, isn't that what your title was? No, my title was Jesus came with interruption. But I want us to look this morning at the fact that whenever our life gets interrupted, Jesus is there. And, and you know, Mary did not know, Mary did not expect this interruption But when God interrupted Mary, she was a beautiful young woman, right? She was an innocent girl. She was pure. She was doing everything right. She was living as as good a life as any of us could hope to live. She was moral. She was living in obedience to God's word. All those are, are really good things. And in the middle of it, like this angel just interrupts it and messes up everything. Like maybe in a good way, but I'm sure she didn't think it was good at that moment, right? It was in a horrible way. And, and sometimes we think that when life interruptions come, it's only God if it's a good thing, right? It's only God if it's a pay raise or if it's a new job and a promotion or it's only God if it's a, a new car. It can't be God if the car is breaking down. It, it can't be God if I lost my job. Right? But, but God, Jesus comes with interruption, and He came to Mary with interruption. And you know, normally I would think a, a visitation from an angel would be a good thing, right? I would love to see a visitation from an angel. I'd be like, "Ah, I don't know what I'd do. I, I'd probably pee my pants. But we look at the interruption Mary went through, and, and just to make some notes about it, we're going to talk through these verses that we've read and just, and just try to put ourselves in Mary's position. What was it like? So we see this, when God interrupts, sometimes it's confusing or disturbing, right? So Gabriel appears to Mary and he says, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. And her response is this, she's confused, she's disturbed. And, and Mary tries to think, what is the angel talking about right now? Right, so, so I'll be the first one to admit, this pandemic, it's got me confused. It's kind of disturbing to see what's going on, that like our life can just be turned upside down, in, in the matter of just one little virus that you can't even see. Meg's sisters, my, my wife Meg, her sister has triplets. And since the day these three were born, we've been talking about, oh my gosh, like I wonder if they'll go to the same college and, and how are we going to all, you know, as a family go to the same graduation and, and like we've been planning and thinking about this. So fast forward from the time of their birth to the time of their graduation and it's May of 2020 and and one's going to temple one's going to um syracuse and scranton I, I know that just sometimes you're up here in the moment and you can't remember but anyway there are three different colleges three different graduations somewhere on the same day and and all three of them get canceled like there's no graduation to go to there's no conflict because there's no graduation and like think of high school seniors that totally like life got interrupted this year didn't it like, all these, all these memorable things. I, I think of, of this angel coming to Mary. She's planning a wedding. And, and now her wedding is totally interrupted because she's pregnant. How do you, like, that changes your thoughts and, and your plans about the wedding and, and who you might want to invite. And, and I think of so many brides this year. Like, they, they had their day planned since maybe they were a young girl. And, and some of it just had to, to just get changed and pivot and, and, and different things. So imagine the interruption of finding out you're pregnant and you've never slept with a man. Like, that's confusing. That's disturbing at some level. Like, how can that be, God? I I don't understand what you're doing and and how this is. But when God interrupts, he's faithful to his promises. And and we see this in Mary's life. And and I want to continue and go forward to the next set of verses where the angel says to Mary, Don't be afraid. For you found favor with God. And, and you know, I think whenever whenever there's an interruption in God, there's also a do not fear that comes from God. Like you might have heard it said that 365 times in the Bible, one for every day, there's a do not fear. So so whatever the interruption that you or I may be going through, know that God also comes to us and has a, a do not fear or don't be afraid in the middle of it. Just like it's it's a time to put your eyes back on the Lord and say, God, I may not understand, I may be confused, I may be disturbed, but God comes with this message of hope, and he says, do not be afraid. You know, and I think about a time um, in the Old Testament, you you might remember uh, this person Abraham. Anybody remember Abraham in the Old Testament, right? So Abraham didn't start with the name Abraham, his name was Abram, and God made a covenant with him that he would become the father of many nations, and when you make a covenant in the Old Testament, part of making the covenant is, is I give you my name and you give me your name. Right? So, so now how is, how is this going to happen with God? Well, God said, Abram, I'm no longer going to call you Abram, but Abraham. And that ham is, is the life of God. And, and now God has got to change his name. And, and like think to what maybe you remember now as one of God's names, but he, he took on the God of Abraham. And then, you know, when Abraham had a son, it was the God of Abraham and Isaac. And now we know it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's because of the covenant, right? So, so now that we've got, we, we know who Abraham is, and we know Isaac was his son, right? Because it's the God of Abraham and Isaac. Abraham had another son. Do you remember that part of the story? So, so God had promised that Abraham was going to be the father of many nations. His name is now Abraham, and, and they're waiting, and they're waiting, him and his wife waiting. And there's no child. She's barren. So, so Abraham, Abraham's wife says, Abraham, take, my, take my, my servant and sleep with her and we'll have a baby through her. So they have this baby named Ishmael and, and they believe that this is the one, but it's not the one. That's not what God had promised. They tried to insert their own solution to, to what God's promise was. And, and later then, Isaac is born and, and as they're growing up, there's this conflict between Isaac and Ishmael and, and uh Abraham's wife says, Abraham, you got to get rid of Hagar and you got to get rid of Ishmael. And Abraham's torn now. Like, this is his son. How does, he, how does he give up one son for another son? Like, God, what do I do? And God says, Abraham, listen to your wife. All right, if, if you're out there and you're married, that could be good advice for you. Husbands, sometimes you just got to listen to your wife. It, it made no sense to Abraham. But, but he sends Hagar and Ishmael out into the desert with just enough provisions maybe for a day maybe for a week we don't know how long but but there came a point in time where hagar's like okay we're out of everything and i can't bear to watch my son die so she leaves her son and she goes off far away from him and just starts to cry out to the lord and guess what an angel comes an angel says hagar god has heard the cry of your son don't be afraid Because God's going to make a nation out of Ishmael as well. And and we see that that God did that as we look in the Old Testament. So so whenever there's an interruption, God also comes with a do not fear. He he comes with a don't be afraid. Next we see that that God interrupted and, and Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So, the baby to be born will be holy, and he'll be called the Son of God. You know, so often when life interrupts, isn't that one of the first questions we ask is how or why? Like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I, I'm privileged and blessed to have four kids, and I've watched all of them born. And it is such a miracle to see them born. Like, I don't understand exactly how this works. I mean, yes, I kind of understand at a high level the, the biology of it all, but it's still like when you're there and you're in the moment, I'm like, first of all, my wife is incredible. And second of all, I'm so glad that's her and not me that's having this kid because I couldn't do that, right? But the miracle of birth is just amazing. But imagine how much more amazing a miracle it is to become pregnant when you never slept with anyone. And, and to be told that you are having the Son of God, that's the one that you're birthing. Like, that's just mind-blowing to, to even consider such a thing. I can understand that Mary would say how. Or she'd say, Why me? Like, isn't, isn't that often what we say when life interrupts, it's like, what did I do to deserve this? Why, why is this happening to me? And and maybe Mary, like. While it was a good thing, kind of, like, I'm sure Mary's like, really? This, I, I was doing everything right. Why does this happen to me? It, it's wrecking my whole life right now to think that I have to do this. And, I, and I'm sure it wasn't just the birth for, for Mary that caused her to ask why, right? She finds out she's pregnant. She kind of gets through all that hump. So Joseph, tell me again why we've got to get on a donkey when I'm ready to have this baby and we've got to travel three freaking days to Bethlehem? Like, I'm pregnant. I'm ready to have a baby. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Like, anything I do, every movement of this donkey is annoying me. Like, I'm sure there was the why. I'm sure there was the how. And, and did it, it didn't stop. Like, they, they get to Bethlehem. What? There is no bed for me? There's no inn? Like... Come on, God, I thought you'd go ahead of me and prepare the way and like take the crooked places, make them plain, make them straight. And now I'm here and there's no place for me to go. Like This is, this is not what I'd imagined. Have you ever asked God why you can't catch a break? Have you ever felt like maybe you can't? And, and like one thing after another after another. Like couldn't Mary have felt the same way? And, and maybe there's something that we're missing. Because I, I think when we, when we look at interruptions, when interruptions come, the question is this. Can we trust God is with them? Can we trust that right in the middle of an interruption, there's also God? Right? And, and now I think this, this brings up a point that, that we have to discuss for a minute because I know I thought about it when I was putting this message together. and Maybe you're thinking about it too. Well, well, what about when bad things happen? Is God in that like, we, we had a funeral the other, the other week for a four-year-old. I'm like, in, in, in what universe can I think that that's God, right? That, that, that God is, is making this four-year-old die. Like, it was just a tragic event. And, and when we had the memorial service and the celebration of life, I, I told everybody the question. I'm thinking, just because I want to put it out there, like, God, why? Why would you take a four-year-old? So, so what is it that life is interrupting you with? And you're asking God, Why? Right? Sometimes we, this side of heaven, we won't have answers to those questions. But I can tell you this. When interruptions come, the question really isn't the why. It's can I trust God with this interruption? Like is, is God there? Yes, he's there. Are his promises true? Yes, his promises are true. But now can I, can I take this interruption and can I look to God in the middle of it? You know, and, and I've found that in, in my life, um, I don't know if, if God makes things happen or if God allows things to happen. But I do know this God is in the middle of all things that happen. Amen? Because we, we know that he's, he's omniscient and He's omnipresent. Um, so he is, He's with us all the time. He's not surprised. I was reading this morning in Psalms that God knew us before we were even born, He, he saw us in the womb before it even happened. He's, every day of our life, it says in Psalms, was written in His book. So no, I, I don't have an answer for why these things happen. But I do know this. Jesus never promised that you'd have an answer. He said, in the world, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. See, sometimes we're looking for answers in this life. We're not able to get those answers. And, and I think sometimes, for me anyway, the whys, the wise take me down a one-way street and that one-way street ends in a cul-de-sac and I'm just spinning and spinning and spinning. And they don't do anything for me. But here's what here's what does do something. When I look to Jesus and I say, God, I don't understand, but I'm going to trust you, right? That's how I start to move past the wise. And, and that's how I start to, to make some sense of, God, can you take what is tragic? Can you take what I don't understand? And Lord, can you do something beautiful? Can you change my heart? Can you change the situation? But, but God is always moving, even in an interruption, whether it's a good one or a bad one, when interruptions come, the question that I would, I would love us to think about is, can we trust God right in the middle of that interruption? Because that's frankly what I see that, that Mary did as an example. And we see this in the next set of verses. It says, what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her, own age, in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. And then they make this statement, for the word of God will never fail. And, and you see that in the New Living, you see that in the NIV, but if you read the King James and the New American Standard or the ESV, it says, for nothing will be impossible with God. Either way you take it, that's an incredible statement, right? Nothing's impossible with God. The word of God will never fail. And Mary responds and she says, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. Right, what, what an incredible person to, right in the middle of all this, like she's, she's just getting hit with all of it, but like this is not coming from her mind, it's coming from her heart. Like, God, I, I trust you. Lord, I don't understand. I'm confused, I'm disturbed, but God, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to trust you in the middle of this. You know, and, and as I was preparing for this message and reading these verses again in my, in my Bible, this is the study notes that, that my Bible had for this verse. It says, A young unmarried girl who became pregnant, risked disaster. Unless the father of the child agreed to marry her, she would probably remain unmarried for the rest of her life. Like, this is what Mary's putting on the, on the table here. If her own father rejects her, she could be forced into begging or prostitution in order to earn a living. And Mary, with her story of being pregnant by the Holy Spirit, she didn't just risk those two things, she also risked being called crazy. Right? How, how do you tell your fiancé, hey, I've not slept with anyone, but I'm pregnant. I know this sounds crazy, but like it was God. I, I don't even know how you explain that. How do you go to your dad or, or to, to his dad and, and try to explain it? It's just crazy. It's crazy. But Mary says, may everything you've said about me come true. You know, Mary did not know what her future held, but she did know this she knew who held her future. And, and she could say, God, I am going to trust you with my life. And, and that's really the question that all of us have before us. When, when interruptions, when, when life comes with interruption, do we recognize that Jesus is also there? Jesus came with interruption, but he's also present in the middle of our interruption. And, you know, there's one thing that is, that is the, the stability that I reach out to in, in a time of, of just this pandemic and all the craziness, and it's this. That God's promises are always true and His grace and His love, they never fail us. Right? This is what we see in, uh, in Romans 8:38, And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Isn't that great? That you, you don't have to worry about these things. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that's revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the Jesus that came. This is the Jesus that came to Mary with interruption. This is the Jesus that's with each one of us in the middle of whatever interruption that that we're going through. And he wants you to know this, that his love for you is secure. His love for you, like we can be convinced of it. It's not like... In the middle of, of this pandemic, everything is unstable. Jesus is our stability. His love is our stability. To know that he loves you, whether, whether you mess up, whether, you, whether, whether horrible things happen, whether great things happen, Jesus' love for you is, is never ending. You know, and I used to think this, like, all right, to receive God's love, I've got to be a good person, right? It's, it's kind of, I got to pay it forward. I got to have that good karma thing going and all that. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says there's nothing you can do that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's nothing you or I could do to earn God's love, right? We don't earn grace and love. We receive grace and love. You know, and we've got these beautiful Christmas trees here, right? Imagine a present on Christmas morning that's the gift of God's love. But if the present stays under the tree and you never go and get it and you never unwrap it, like you've not experienced God's love. You just know it's there, but you haven't experienced it. You know, and and perhaps for some of us in in every situation that we're facing, God's love is there for us, but but are we leaving it under the tree? Are we taking it out and we unwrapping it and like we're, we're experiencing God's love? So the first way we experience it is by surrendering our life to him. By saying, okay, God, I know you came in the form of Jesus Christ you died on the cross. You rose from the dead. Jesus, you gave your life for me. I'm going to give my life for you. I'm going to surrender all that I am. God, would you live in me? I want you to be my Lord and Savior. That's the, that's the way we start a relationship with Jesus. But you know, if, if you've done that and, and now you're living life, every situation is another question for you to determine, God, am I going to trust you in the middle of this situation or am I going to try to go my own way? Like the, that question is always before us. The love of God is there for us as our anchor. But is it going to stay under the tree? Or are we going to take it each moment of each day and say, God, I, I want to be enveloped with your love. Because if, if we're to be believers in Jesus Christ, God wants us to experience that every day. And that's the only way that we're ever going to be able to say that we can love others as he's loved us. Because you can't. I can't love someone else with God's love. It's only as God fills me that I'm able to do that. I, in my own strength, I'll love some of you when you're nice to me and I'll, and, and I'll not like some of you when you're not nice to me. So would you stand with me as, as we close in prayer today? But I, I want to ask you all, what's making you ask God why? What's making you ask God how? What, what is it that, that's happening in your life maybe that you, will call, you would call unfair or is confusing or disturbing to you? Because Mary was all those things. But the example I see in Mary's life and I believe the example for all of us is is can we surrender that to the Lord and say, God, I'm still going to trust you in the middle of this interruption. God, I I know that your promises are true. God, I know that your love for me is secure. That your love for me never fails. You know, and and I'd like to invite you today if if you've never said to Jesus, Jesus, I give you my life. I'd like to invite you to do that because that that is a life-changing prayer to make to say, Jesus, I know that you came to earth to save me and now I'm going to give my life to you and I'm going to receive you. And, and if you've done that, I'd also like to invite you, whatever the situation that you're in right now, in this Christmas season especially, let's remember that Jesus came with interruption and Jesus is with us in, in every interruption that we might face. He's there with grace. He's there with comfort. He's there with his love that's secure. So would you pray with me now? If you've never received Jesus, would you consider just praying these words that I'm going to pray in your heart? Dear Jesus, I know that you came to earth as as God Almighty, but you became a human. And you lived a perfect life, you died a sinless death, and you rose from the dead. For me, to pay the way for for the price of my sin that I can't pay, to remove the stain on my life that, that is something that that I can't remove. So Jesus, as you gave your life for me, I give my life to you. I ask you be the Lord. You, you be my Lord and Savior. Help me to live for you. Help me fulfill the purpose you've created me for. And, and Jesus, we also want to pray today for anyone that's going through a, a, a situation uh, where, where life has been interrupted. Jesus, I know that you are there for them right in the midst of that. And, and God, I thank you that your love is their anchor. So Lord, today, would they be able to open up that gift of love, that gift of security, that gift of grace, that gift of comfort, Lord, that, that you would be there for them. Father God, we, we take our wives, we take our house, we just place them at the altar today. Lord, we don't, we don't understand, but God, we don't have to understand. We just trust you today. And we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your promises. We thank you that nothing's impossible with you and all of your promises are true. And we pray these things today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day today. It's been wonderful being with you. God bless you all. And we'll see you next week.